0: Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day, this is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T97.3. It's an all request Thursday here the Morning Drive on Double T97.3 and Double T97.3.com with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Choice Woodman. Got uh, an array of things to cover today. Uh, we'll talk plenty of Big 12 media days. Today's uh, session, I believe, opens up at 8.30 again this morning. So towards the end of the program, we'll see some stuff start to uh, trickle out. But uh, Brett mark started things off yesterday along with Bob Bolsby. Presented a, uh, a pretty strong front, it seemed, and uh, very aggressive. It sounded like uh, he's the Big 12, very aggressive. Open for business, the phrase that was mm-hmm. used, which I, I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, made it sound like, hey, we're going to be awesome. Jump on board with us now because uh, we're going to survive all of this. Don't know about it, you other guys, but we're going to survive all this. So if you want your seat at the table, you better get it before they're filled up. I don't know if those are the exact words he's... He's throwing towards the Pac-12 conference, but um, do his words make you feel any differently about your projections? This feels like a Chuck Hines question, by the way.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think I, I after hearing him yesterday, I feel like there's a better chance that... Um, you're gonna add more Pac twelve schools.
0: Okay, so you're you were leaning towards nothing everything happening. staying the same. Mm-hmm. So you you how, tip how to the soon, other side?
1: How soon are you saying that I have to be certain? Like when's it gonna happen? I mean, I don't think it's gonna happen by the end of the week or anything. No like no no, that, but
0: I'm saying by football season.
1: Yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm not usually swayed that much by talk.
0: But, uh, yeah, I know. That's why yeah. I said that was a Chuck Hines type of question because he he is swayed by talk a lot. Yeah, um, um,
1: and and I felt like it just felt like he knew stuff. That's what I. That's, that's what I took what it away. Felt yep. like he
0: knows things. It's like that. There's conversations going on that give him the confidence to talk like he, he was talking. Exactly. So yeah. I, that that. There's nothing done yet necessarily, but maybe he knows, maybe leaders from Arizona, Arizona State, other schools have told him, Hey, if we don't get this particular number in the Pac-12, we're with you guys. Maybe those kind of things have been said behind closed doors. Um, and right now, again, rumors, rumors, rumors everywhere. Um But it it sure looks like some of those projected numbers for Pac-12 out there are significantly lower than what the Big 12 would be, Uh, especially with a 16-team league. Then the the demise of the Pac-12 feels a lot more imminent than maybe um, what some of the the media on the left coast are trying to Mm -hmm. portray. Um, But yeah. So that that was I, I did like your mark. I thought that was um, it was somewhat refreshing to hear him versus Bob Bolesby. And I know Bob Bolesby, I will say Bob Bolesby's tenure as Big Twelve Commissioner overall will probably be viewed by most as a negative. Um but I do think the way he handled things when his when he was backed into a corner last year was the best year he's probably had after Texas and OU left. Um, sure, seemed like the league was completely buried. I mean, it, it Tech fans or I'll speak for myself, thinking, okay, hopefully we can get a seat at a Power Five table. Sure, and most most people thought that this league was done, and somehow Bob Bob Bowlesby, um, with obviously the help of others including Lawrence Skuvenick and some other guys um, around the league and they helped resurrect uh, what looked like a, a dead league so I, th- I think he's done a decent job but I got so tired of uh, you know the, the reprimands. if I never hear of a, another big 12 reprimand I'll be completely fine. yeah me too um, switching gears here have you seen this uh, ESPN thing they've got going on their uh, website that's pretty neat about jersey numbers correlation in uh, Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most productive jersey numbers. Most productive, yep. It's a pretty cool yep little uh, article where mm-hmm. they, they take the jersey number. I believe these are all current players, but they also have some recent past uh, in here. And show which jersey number is most productive. And the reason I thought you would like this is... because well, number two is number, two is number one on the list. Attacked. I think this kind of speaks to what you were talking about a couple of days ago. On, It's not the numbers necessarily with, with Jeter that just stand out, but the impact overall. And you look at it. Look how many guys are number two sure. because of Jeter. Yeah. Xander Bogarts, Jazz Chisholm, the young pup for... The Marlins, Marcus Simeon for the Rangers, Juan Segura, um, Alex Bregman for the Astros. All these guys wearing number two. Number two is the most productive number as far as guys wearing it on the jersey in Major League Baseball. Pretty cool um, stats there. They also went over the total war of players wearing number two in the last 16 years. Troy Tulowitzki ran away with it yeah
1: that would that would make a lot of sense because he was such a big run producer
0: yeah so he, and he did pretty well. was another guy that wore
1: two because of jeter
0: yep uh number 13 was next on the list mm. these are the money makers that were 13 okay a rod was definitely in that list yeah uh manny machado okay from current ones ronald acuna mm-hmm. joey good, gallo It's a pretty good list yep gallo Salvador Perez with the Royals, Mm -hmm. big guy, so those are among those um, that wear the number 13, big money makers, a lot of power on that list. Of course, A-Rod, the uh, war leader from 05 to 21, Manny Machado second on that list. Did you see what was number three on this list as far as jersey numbers? Mm -mm. Number 28 an odd number yeah that's actually an even number jamie so if you thank wanna, you choice.
1: You want to get real technical thank you choice it just doesn't seem like pay. a popular baseball number
0: pretty sure your kindergarten teacher wife would yeah. teach that uh nolan arenado yeah arenado. i would not have guessed mm-hmm. that I, I couldn't probably name before looking at the list uh, like who who wore 28 mm-hmm. um your guy josh donaldson wears 28 Mm-hmm. isn't he a yankee he's a yankee okay yes,
1: he's yes. your guy a lot of you. guys on the yankees that aren't my guy or have been over the years right. like your boy a-rod or you
0: don't claim him
1: your boy joey gallo you don't claim I like, him either I like him to get to 28 hits at some point during his yankee career
0: how about your uh all-star bid stealer trevino yeah stole it away from jonah Heim. I like Trevino. Okay. I'm good with him. Pretty sure he Seems like hax claims guy. that guy.
1: Uh, yes, very uh, much so.
0: Uh, Corey Kluber was 28. Javier Baez, J.D. Martinez. Didn't realize all those guys were 28. I was trying to figure out what the uh, what the reason is, but there doesn't seem to be one single guy that everybody, like, like A-Rod or a Jeter. Yeah. The, yeah, it's just kind of a common number. Buster Posey with the highest war. On that okay. list in the in the recent history. Other popular numbers, number eleven. Yeah. Uh number twenty two. Twenty two has had some star power. Clayton Kershaw, Andrew McCutcheon, Kristen Yelich, mm-hmm. Jason Hayward. But yeah, just an in- interesting read. Um definitely if you're a baseball fan and you like numbers, not just, you know, numbers on the back of the jerseys, but Stats, then uh, that's a, a good one up there at ESPN.com. You can go check out. Um, get your thoughts in. Hayes yeah, Forex Center chat line. We'll dive into a few of those in just a few moments. Also, a little bit later. No, Jamie loves his stuff. Bracketology's out in the month of uh, July. For college basketball? College basketball. Do we even know who's <laughs> on what team yet? I, I don't. Think it's all settled, but I think it's mostly settled. (laughs) Okay, I think Tech still doesn't even know if they've got their entire roster set yet. But Tech might know, but they haven't told the rest of us. I mean, the Clarence Nadolny
1: question mark? Yeah, that one's still
0: still up. I saw a picture of him playing on a uh, a French basketball team. I don't think it was professionally though. Over the weekend, so Mm -hmm. who knows? It's the morning drive. On Double T 97.3. It's the morning drive on Double T 97.3. In the Double T 97.3 mobile app. He's Jamie. I'm Choice. And Jeff McGuire. Your time to tell us this day in sports history, please, sir. We're going to start in 1916 today.
2: St. Louis Brown's Eddie Knob pitches all 17 innings, giving up 14 hits in a nothing-nothing tie versus the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park. He scattered 14 hits. His name was Eddie Knob. Knob. No, or maybe name. it's Noob. And he finished and the game it's as Eddie
1: Nub because he had thrown so many pitches that had three-quarters of his arm had fallen off.
0: <laughs>
2: 19... Not your best
1: work, but...
2: It works. It's okay. It doesn't work well, but it worked. <laughs> 1946, Cleveland's Lou Bordeaux hits four doubles and a homer. Unfortunately, the Red Sox would win 11-10 to 10 because 10 Williams had three home runs and eight RBI. Can you imagine oh. having four doubles and a homer and being the second-best player that day? Yeah.
1: Is there players from the past that you say to yourself, man, I wish I had been around when he
2: was in his prime? Ted Williams, Willie Mays. T-
1: ted williams ted is williams one is, for me yep has always jim been that. brown is another one is one for i uh, just to see the as physical as he ran i think it would have been fun to watch that
0: i one. also <sighs> barry sanders i can't really remember huh? just see a lot of guys just go to youtube dude it's fun <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah walter payton's another one yeah payton ran sweetness physical style
1: how about pistol pete
0: yeah, Pistol Pete and the I handles. Mean. I love. I could sit and watch the the videos of him. Larry Bird's another one too for me because I never really got to see him in the. Okay, yeah, the I 80s. got enough of Larry Legend. He was. You're out on him. Special. Oh, no, okay. no, no.
2: He was. He was yeah. He see,
0: was, so a lot of mine would be '80s ish too.
2: 1956 Boston Red Sox. Oh, you mean it, things in the '80s were the best choice? <laughs> I Some knew it was
0: coming. Knew it.
2: Boston Red Sox pitcher Mel Parnell no-hits the Chicago White Sox 4 nothing at Fenway Park. 1964, Baltimore Orioles Bob Johnson, sixth straight hit as a pinch hitter. Maybe put that guy in the lineup a little more often. Mm, I don't know, Jeff. There's some guys that just,
1: they have the, the, the gene in them that, like, you come off the bench in a key spot, and they come through, you put them out there every day, with four ABs in there, and just not the same guy.
2: 1967, Houston Astro, Eddie Matthews, hits his 500th home run. A year later, Hank Aaron would hit his 500th home run. So it's a 500 homer day. Nice. It's a lot of homers. Sure is. Quite a few. 1974, Billy Martin is the first AO manager ejected by an umpire from two games in one day.
0: That's impressive.
2: We toss from both
0: ends of a double header. That's awesome. Oh, and you don't. I, I'm surprised that hasn't happened. Cause wait, well, he's the first to do that. He's so, the first, so it's probably happened more. But you
1: feel like there'd be hangover, right, from game one? Yeah. Like the, he would still be fired up. Like you
0: screwed us earlier right, today, and here you are again. And then boom, that's you're gone. Why I was saying, yeah. I'm surprised that it didn't happen before or more because. They played doubleheaders a whole lot more back in the day, and and it's the same crew. So you could could definitely still have a beef with the same crew. He was the first AL manager. That leads
2: me to believe there's a National League manager somewhere that got ejected.
1: I mean, you go out there three hours later, and suddenly after you had called the guy of, piece of blank a horse is terrible patooling. at his right. job and blah 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 yeah. that there's not a little friction between the two of you yeah. you just walk out there hey bob good to see you again bob <laughs> Yeah, you know, last time i was here bob you ran me out of here but hey i'm i'm happy with you now <laughs> right. i've had now, a cool shower since you that. know there's friction still
0: i wonder if there's any managers there do that just you know i was like man i'm not feeling a double today i'm <laughs> just i'm gonna go get run here I would almost be in
1: favor of a Major League rule that if you got tossed in the first game of a doubleheader, you should just be done for the day. Okay. Almost.
2: Almost. Bo Jackson's got a fun story about being purposely run out of a baseball game he didn't want to be at. 1987. The Rookie of the Year Award is renamed in honor of Jackie Robinson. 1988, Mike Schmidt passes Mickey Mantle with his 537th home run into 7th place all-time at that time. 1992, the 63rd All-Star Game took place. A.O. wins 13-6 at Jack Murphy Stadium. Your MVP, Ken Griffey Jr. And 2019, Wimbledon Men's Tennis. Joe... uh, Novak Djokovic wins the longest ever Wimbledon final over Roger Federer, 7-6, 1-6, 7-6, 4-6, 13-12 in a four-hour, 57-minute affair. It was his 16th Grand Slam title.
1: Blah. (laughs) Novak.
2: It is National Grand Mariner Day, which is an orange-flavored liqueur. I can honestly say I've never had it. I, I thought
1: that either. was like a
2: really good fisherman. Hmm. You he would
1: be a great really ball player. Point.
0: Is that like Ken Griffey Jr.?
1: <laughs> Seems like he'd fit the bill. Maybe he'd hey, he would work.
2: Uh, happy birthday to Mr. Aaron Dickens of Tech Talk fame. He's 38 Hello. today. I've heard of him. 38. Connor McGregor, 34. Did Jane, he want you giving his
0: age? 80. Yeah, I don't know. He's not a woman. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Do, do men really, do men have problems with that? I know Haxton does, but anytime I think he just has a problem with me like, you know, saying the wrong age for him, guessing that he's way older than he is. But And he's pretty young, isn't he? I don't think I'm, he's in his early 40s, yeah, I always guess he's around 50. Yeah, he's way younger than me. But I always, uh, I I don't think I know a male that has an issue when you give their age. I always seem
1: to get Chuck's wrong, and so I don't think he has an issue. He's constantly having to correct me. I'm always a
0: year ahead for whatever reason. Okay. I would say that Chuck would probably be the one that would have a problem (laughs) given his age. Yeah.
2: Uh, Jane Lynch is 62. Darrell Revis, 37. Robin Ventura, 55. And Steve Stone is 75. And on this day in 1789, Parisian revolutionaries. And mutinous troops storm and dismantle the Bastille, a royal fortress and prison that had come to symbolize tyranny in France by the monarchs. Dramatic action signaled the beginning of the French Revolution, also known today as Bastille Day. So, uh, viva la France, as they say. And that's this day in sports history.
0: Speaking of France... Wait oui, oui. What do you call uh oh, goodness? Ten thousand men with sunburnt armpits. The French army. <laughs> oh come on. Oh come on. <laughs> Hopefully I offended someone out there. That was my goal. Some Frenchman, he's not gonna fight back though. Well, speaking of, and speaking <laughs> of Frenchmen, also that was very good. I just glazed right over it. it was fantastic, actually. Jamie, well done. Thanks. Uh, Clay says, Jeff, you really need to work on your French pronunciations, like Grand Marinier. Not Grand Mariner.
1: I Home like that. also said, that. I like that choice. Just mispronounced pronunciation.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. What did I say? Pronunciations. Did I say that? Yes. I've got the excuse of not normally (laughs) being on the radio at this. Did I really mispronounce pronunciation? Yeah, go back and get that (laughs) pronunciation. No, don't. Uh, Shelly says, Yo, choice, I'm 39. That's not a woman thing anymore. Keep up with the times. My bad. So, I see, I did offend someone. <laughs> All right. Uh, oof. Did it, I, I think you're making that up. I didn't say that. Jeff is going to play it for us at some point today.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. We're not done? We that's, still got two more hours of this stuff? That's going to make my day. Oh, that's going I'm, glad, make my I'm day. glad I could make your day with my <laughs> mispronunciation. Plenty more from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll dive back into some of that. And, Jamie, I don't think you were the only one potentially influenced by Brett Yormark's words yesterday. I'm kind of embarrassed with myself. <laughs> I, I don't know that you should be unless you don't like being lumped in with uh, <laughs> some writers in college football then, okay. then maybe you should be because uh it seemed like others took the same approach as you he just had a confidence about him like he knew more than he was telling us yeah i think you're right yeah all right so we'll get to that and plenty more it's the morning drive on double t 97.3 recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3.
2: Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions.
0: Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit.
1: Just another great 80s song choice. I didn't deny that. That one might be in the top 12 all time. No. It's a good song. Doesn't
2: Bon Jovi have more than 12 songs?
0: (laughs) Yes, it is a great song. That's a top 12 Bon Jovi song, that's for sure. Okay. I agree with that.
2: All right, question of the daytime.
1: Will not involve Bon Jovi or Bigfoot.
0: Dang, mm-hmm. I'm out.
1: Okay, but we are going Big 12 conference talk. Realignment a little bit. Okay. We're talking about the alignment that's already set to take place. I want you to look at the new four schools in the Big 12 coming to the Big 12 conference. Got okay. him. got them. Of those four schools, I have a two- two-part question for you. Number one, which one do you think Tech will end up having the best rivalry with? Okay. And which one would you like the Red Raiders to really end up becoming a rival with?
0: I think the easy answer on the think is probably fairly universal. If you ask a Red Raider fan, it's going to be Houston. Um, that it just the disdain is kind of natural there. You've played them a lot, even since your Southwest Conference days. And I don't know it, it it's a kind of a you don't even belong here Why are you here type mm-hmm. of feeling? So I don't know that that's kind of where I'd point to Houston especially in football There's been some mess talked by fans over there. What little fans you can find at, at Cougar High But I know that will be coming into the Big 12 my personal rivalry for for Tech The one I would prefer, I think I'd like to develop something It seems like the folks at BYU are too nice, and and I don't want to be mad at them because they got beautiful scenery there, so I don't really want, (laughs) (laughs) I want to like my experiences in Provo if I I I go there. I think it's
1: interesting because I feel like there are a lot of BYU folks in Lubbock.
0: I think there's, that's I, how it is everywhere. I feel, like I,
1: know, I feel like I know a lot of BYU fans, I and I would just, also agree that they seem to all be good people.
0: Yeah, so I think, I mean, truly, it seems like every Mormon, they may have another college, but every Mormon roots for BYU, so anywhere all over the nation, sure, it's kind of like it was with Catholics and Notre Dame for a long time. So I, I think that there's part of that. I think
1: the Mormons are more loyal to BYU than the Catholics are. Because it's Dame. like
0: there's the one school. There's multiple yeah. Catholic schools out there. Um, no, I think my answer would be Cincinnati. Cincinnati, um, and in the one that I want to have dislike for, I think it could be similar to West Virginia, where they've kind of got a chip on their shoulder, being further away in the in the Northeast and And I don't like their basketball fans and basketball in general, kind of like West Virginia. There was an event uh, that happened with their coach several years back when he was at a different school where I thought he mishandled it terribly. And, yeah, I just don't. I think that's the one I would like, but I I know it's going to end up being Houston. It's, It's the most natural fit for a rivalry. Hi, Jeff. I hate to completely agree with choice for the exact same reasons.
2: The most natural one is going to be U of H, and that's going to bother me a lot. <laughs> I'd much rather have one with Cincinnati. If I could pick, if I want to go someplace different other than Cincinnati, I'd say UCF. And the reason I would like that one is they've had success in football recently. And if you're building a rivalry with them, that would imply that we are also having success. And that would be fun. I We could try that and see how it goes for a while. Mm-hmm. um and uh, but i i think cincinnati also fits in the big city versus small town back and forth that you get in the different type of mindsets that those fan bases have
1: okay well i'm gonna say that the most natural fit is the university of houston just yep. like the two of you did and i'm gonna tell you the one that i want to be the biggest rival for the for the red raiders um i i think it's University of Houston. of I to, I love huh? when our fan base is passionate about hating somebody else. And so I love the matchups with with Baylor and TCU Oklahoma State which to me feel like real rivals to us. Mm-hmm. The Aggies and the Longhorns, yes, we want them to be rivals, but I don't feel like that's realistic. Okay? okay. We may hate them the most, but it's not like a 50-50 thing where you know, w- we're on equal term, so to speak. It's just different. It's just different. And I think Houston, I, I mean, I hope it doesn't get equal as far as their wins compared to our wins or whatever, but I, I like the passion. I mean, you guys have both, we, I mean, with those four schools coming in, we already hate hate Houston, yeah. right?
0: It's, it, yeah. I, I think and there's so I lots just, of reason for it. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I just want that to continue. I, I mean, I, it's amazing to me. It feels like that fan base for whatever reason, is as cocky and arrogant as, yes. I mean, some of the ones that are the top of the top across the country, and so um, I think that's going to be, uh, I think that's going to be something that's going to drive Red Raider fans to really dislike Houston. Um, I'm not sold on the fact that just because they're in the Big Twelve Conference that they're suddenly going to become a a much bigger deal. I, I mean, you still got to step up your facilities. Yes. Okay, you still got to get the people there to care. Well,
0: and, they and have I, a billionaire donor, so that's uh, going to help with the facilities. Okay,
1: well, the the people there still don't care. Yes, that's okay. the part that's the biggest. Yes, problem. Houston is not owned by the University of Houston. Houston is owned a pro town. by A and M and by Texas
2: and by Texas Tech
0: and LSU. LSU. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's probably six schools in front and, of Houston, yeah. and, and that's
2: you're you also forget Houston's a pro town. Yeah, yeah, it is profound I mean, yeah, yeah. And that's not Yeah, that's fair. Yep. It, absolutely good. Astros point. are more important than Cougar baseball. When they're the, good.
0: <laughs> no, it's true. But yes. They've been
2: good for a while. The the Texans are more important. So I I Mattress I, Mac isn't buying out uh Cougar Hyde so that the games were getting on T V. He was doing that for the Oilers. I,
1: I have no problem with Houston becoming one of our you know, you know the Red Raiders becoming a rival with them. Let's let's go, man. I I already can't stand their fan base. I've never as a an opposing fan been treated worse than the game that I went to the 09 game. Um, just walking around and you know the words that were said to me by college kids just because I had a tech shirt <laughs> a on. I wasn't yep. talking to anybody, just walking around. Um, it was the most obnoxious fan base I've ever ever dealt with and uh i'm i'm gonna enjoy hating on them and i'm gonna enjoy when the red raiders put it to them
0: so. was that in their oh uh, nine was that in their touchdown east carolina stadium
1: touchdown east carolina their stadium is T D E C U. ecu so it's i don't remember what I the name know. of the stadium i don't was. even
0: know what that stands for but it's t they've made fun east carolina when they were uh american athletic opponents they always say yeah Touchdown, it's East Carolina University <laughs> yeah. Stadium. Now, uh, that was
1: one of those Graham Harrell um, can't can't uh, pick up a quarterback sneak for first down. Uh, yeah. yeah, isn't so, that the
0: game? Brandon Carter like tore up the locker room. I think you're right. Oh nine, yeah. that would fit. Yeah. Yep, I think that was the one where he got suspended afterwards. Um, so yeah, I I'm with you. I I do think there may be that could be your biggest rival in the Big Twelve. I think there's potential for that because of fan base, because of all that. I, they don't like you either. There's, no, I mean, there's absolutely not. Of, and uh, I'm
1: fine with that. Uh,
0: hatred coming back the other direction. I don't
1: even know if you mean the Texas Tech fan base or me personally. Either way, I don't care. <laughs> I
0: think it is <laughs> well, obviously, they don't like you with how they treated you. But, no, I, I think that that's a, that's a good answer because sports hate is fun. I mean, it is. It is. It's, it's if, what drives... The sport, and that's it's, a lot of it is what drives college athletics, in yeah. my personal opinion, to be better in general than pro sports. And,
1: and remember, our, our you know, when we were talking yesterday about, or I don't know, maybe it was the day before, about you know, what team we'd love to see come here. I'm all about now where I am as a fan getting the Jones back to being so excited and so having so much passion and all that. And I think Houston coming to town is going to bring that because of all the things that we've talked about with their fan base. Yeah. I think our fan base is going to be excited to be there and um, hopefully have have uh, the Red Raiders win. And so I think that's going to bring on great atmosphere. So to me, that's a blast.
0: Tell us what you think. React to that and more on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Who would you like to see as the – Biggest rival for the Red Raiders in the new look, Big 12. More of the morning drive on the way on Double T 97.3. The Boom 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 on Double T 97.3 is brought to you by Montalongo's Mexican Restaurant. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner at 3021 Clovis Highway. It's the boom boom boom, part of the morning drive on double T973 and double T973.com. I'm Choice Woodman with Jamie Lint. Jamie, you're on the T-Box.
1: All right, Texas Rangers <clears throat> got back on the winning side of things last night with a 5-2 victory over the Oakland Athletics as they take two of three in the series. John Gray was really good picking up the win. He went seven innings, allowing no runs. Did not give up a walk in Cade 9. That was a terrific outing for him. Rangers will now begin a series with the Seattle Mariners tonight. 6.30 pregame start time right here on Double T 97.3.
0: Jamie, today is the start, opening round of the Open Championship as they are underway over there. Currently... 1:46 1:46 p.m. at St. Andrews, the old course. Okay, and American Cameron Young leading the way at uh, minus eight, eight under par first round as he has gone final, pretty good day, and it's a good day for Cameron's Cameron Smith in second place at five under, along with Ernie Els, who is ancient. He is he's just mm-hmm. one of the old guys that's kind of there. He's at five under as well, surprisingly. Rory McIlroy. Also at five under par. Uh, one of the big stories from this, Jamie, is that the live golfers that are allowed to participate have been held out of press conferences, not allowed to speak to the media at the Open Championship, and got the crappiest tee times. <laughs> so, okay. So, like, most of them are going late afternoon today, which means they have to tee off really early in the morning, next day, very little rest between. So all right, good. They are kind of blackballing them for going to the live golf tournament. All right. That's exciting. Uh,
1: good luck with all that, mm. I guess.
0: So so. All
1: right. Houston Astros fell to the angels yesterday, seven to one, the final in that one. Shohei Otani, Otani won his sixth straight start. He also had a triple in the contest. That series continues today, 7.35 pregame start time on 100.7. The score.
0: Big 12 media days continue today. Uh, Saw some interesting comments from a few different guys yesterday. Mike Gundy said something, then kind of took it back in uh, a joking fashion yesterday. Asked, why are... We even letting OU and UT be in the Big 12 meetings from here on and, and backtracked a little bit. Yeah, it was those the classic,
1: uh, you know, the line you've heard, oh, there's some truth in every
0: joke. Definitely some truth there. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was as if
1: he wanted to make it a joke, but right. everybody else agrees with him. I don't underst- I just don't understand why he just didn't own it and be honest with it. I don't think you have to call it disrespectful to... Texas or Oklahoma, to say, hey, we're making decisions for the future of the conference. They're leaving and going to a conference.
0: You're listening to The Morning Drive on Double T 97.3. Your sunrise sports session on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. He's Jamie Lynn. I'm Choice Woodman. You got the... Morning drive on double T Three and double T 97 Three dot com. Lots of your reaction on the eighth flooring center chat line. Appreciate you getting that in there. Continue to do so. We've got plenty to uh, get to on the front of realignment over the next 30 minutes or so uh, your thoughts and a article pinned by Dan Wetzel. That is more positive than most. We've seen, uh, in lighting of the Big 12, and a lot of it is reacting to Brett Yormark, the new Big 12 commissioner, and some of his comments from yesterday. I believe uh, media days are getting underway as we speak. Joey McGuire will be on the podium at some point this morning at the podium. If he gets on the podium, that's probably going to be a little strange. Some red flags. But, <laughs> hey, he's an, he's an excitable guy, so you never know. He may <laughs> hop up on top of the podium and start a Raider power chant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ten forty-five,
2: ESPNU. Eleven oh five, press conference.
0: Thank you, sir, for Joey McGuire. So we'll be on uh, on both of those. Um, Jamie, you heard of this guy called that uh, uh, goes by Alan Iverson? You remember him? The answer. He's a big answer. fan of practice. Practice, y'all. Yeah. He may have a better contract than one of Bobby Bonilla. Okay. But this is not a contract through a team. It's through Reebok. Most people don't know. Allen Iverson signed a deal with Reebok in 2001 that was a lifetime shoe contract. This was kind of before this was a thing. Okay. 2001. Lifetime contract pays Iverson $800,000 a year until he's 55 years old pretty good but the difference in that and the Bobby Bonilla one is it is true lifetime saying okay you live up to 55 great but you get a huge lump sum of 32 million dollars after he turns 55 really 32 million dollar flat so he gets 800 grand for per year
1: for about 15 years when did he leave the league I think he was 38
0: 39
1: okay so 17 years ish and then he gets 32 million
0: after that he's 47 right now so he still gets 800 grand a year for seven more years goodness eight more years and then 32 million he's
2: not doing anything right now is he not really
0: he knows he's got that good know. payday he's, coming. I mean, he stays out of the news. <laughs> so, my question is, does Reebok have that kind of money to, to drop? They've kind of fallen off the face of the earth. Great these. question. I think Reebok actually was bought recently by Adidas, so it would fall. When was the
1: last time you saw somebody wearing a pair of Reeboks? I don't care if you're talking basketball or just...
0: I, you know what? I did see someone playing basketball in them fairly recently. Are they the pumps? Yeah, they were a throwback. <laughs> Look, they were the pumps. that. the they Reebok brings the pumps back every, like, two years or something. Just Still one of the more comfortable shoes I've ever worn. It's the
1: pump! I don't think I've ever owned a pair of Reeboks in my life.
0: Ever? Ever. I had some Iversons that we got from an outlet store once. Mm-hmm. I always liked how the Iversons
1: looked, but I've, I've never been a Reebok guy. I had
0: some Iversons, and then I had the pumps. Yeah. I remember having those. Those were, like, the coolest. I basically and it was, like, a remake Straight from
1: Nike to Under Armour and never...
0: Never looked touched the Reebok in between you. Yeah. You've done a little bit of Adidas, right?
1: Only for my tennis shoes because they don't make under that Under Armour doesn't make tennis shoes
0: yet. Will nope. they ever? They no, no,
1: and Andy Murray was the one pro that was wearing them, and he has stopped. He was wearing Adidas when I saw him play yesterday. So I Under Armour might be completely done with that.
0: Yeah, just uh, tennis is not so,
1: making them any money, I guess.
0: So whoever. Uh, Allen Iverson's agent was pretty good little deal back then.
1: Man, that sounds like an
0: amazing <laughs> deal. Those kind of deals are crazy. What are the, crazy. Man,
1: what were the, the people at Under Armour thinking? Reebok. Yeah, I'm sorry. But,
0: and who w- would have known? Because Reebok had, at that point, they like had all the jersey deals. They had NBA sure. and and sure. NFL jerseys, and I think even NHL. And they were up there at the top. Mm-hmm. They had some pretty big names. With their shoes, Iverson was probably the biggest. But uh, Reebok Rezigs with the springs—I remember those. Those were like the the shocks.
1: Okay. Version. Remember the Nike shocks. Yeah.
0: The Reebok sh- version of the shocks. Um. All right. A lot more from the chat line. Sure. Choice. You sure it was an elk with a big rack or a person? saw that coming? <laughs> uh, bingo, Jeff. They were detained. have they were to leave before being released from detainment. Then they would have been arrested. <laughs> uh, good thing choice hadn't made a Colorado run before the hike. <laughs> That's right. Uh, another one said lesson or yeah, lesson learned. Never turn around close to a border patrol station. Yeah, probably yeah, won't do that. That again. was our mistake. I didn't th- even think of the border patrol station. I was like, cool, elk. Yeah, I think Jamie pointed that out. I'm like, oh yeah. Whippy Huey right here. Let's do that. Let's Red check, flags. This, check this elk out. No wonder why they were mm-hmm. so curious. Uh, a couple from the chat line. Someone says, any words on talks with the Big 12 and expansion teams? No new news uh, to give and probably, as we've been saying, probably won't be anything more solid, just a guess, until August because that's right around the time that the expansion for the expiration date of the uh, negotiation rights period between the PAC-12, ESPN, and Fox. Uh, someone else said, if the TV networks know that the PAC doesn't get X amount of money, would they... Oh, they are, I already read that one, sorry. Uh, but this one says, they will say that the Big 12 members, they are Big 12 members, so they have a right to be there unless mm-hmm. the Big 12... Wants to let them out of the contract, and then they can go away. They will use us as leverage. That's going to the OU and UT side of things. Yeah,
1: and maybe that's fair. They're worried about litigation of those two schools saying, well, you're not including us in anything, so we're not full-time. If you're not going to treat us like full-time members, we're not going to pay you the money, blah, blah, blah. I Do you mean, think
0: that would really hold up I, in a court of law? I don't
1: think so, but...
0: But but that mm. might be you may be right. It seems like so many decisions nowadays are made in fear of litigation, whether and, yes. and especially in the sports world. No question. So if there's fear, if lawyers are like, ah, you could get sued for this, you mm-hmm. could get could lose money. So uh, someone says, choice is the CBS still wanting the Big Twelve. I have no inside information. I'm just reading rumors like the rest of you. Um, I, I think there is a real possibility, though. If, if what you read is true, CBS is still wanting to stay in the college football game. Because mm-hmm. where else are they going to go? Basically, their options... ACC's locked up. They locked that up through 2036 with ESPN. Sure. SEC, same thing. Locked up with <coughs> ESPN. Fox has just locked up the Big Ten. So CBS, if they really are wanting to stay in the college football game... Your options are the Big Twelve or the Pac Twelve right now, and sure. Pac Twelve doesn't make near as much sense because CBS so often carries these eleven a.m. football games, which would be nine a.m. in a lot of those markets. Ouch! And they carry their prime one has been the the two thirty afternoon game. Sure, often times. Yeah, so, it does.
1: and plus you're looking at the Big Twelve that has a bigger footprint across the country. Exactly. Than the Pac Twelve does.
0: So if if. CBS is really trying to push it. It, The Big 12 seems to make the most sense at the moment. Now, we'll see. Uh, Maybe they aren't interested. Maybe the money doesn't make sense for them, and they go take that giant pot of money and put it towards another professional sport somewhere or or make a bid at Stanley Cup playoffs or something in the future. But um, if they really are trying to stay in college football, Big 12 seems... To by far make the uh, most sense. All right, uh, a lot more from the chat line as uh, your thoughts on the Yates Flooring Center chat line regar- regarding, <clears throat> excuse me, getting choked up <clears throat> oh, regarding uh, the conference realignment. I don't know what. I think I swallowed a bug right there. <laughs> Have you ever swallowed a bug while you're like riding a bike or something? Oh, sure. Okay. <clears throat> did that on the golf cart the other day. <laughs> I like, guess I shouldn't ride with my mouth open, but head <laughs> had one t-shirt. fly right in there, mm-hmm. right at the back of the throat. All right, so I we'll should up. golf with a mouthpiece in choice. A mouthpiece? Yeah. Just to chew on? That like, <laughs> seems like what everybody uses the mouthpiece for, just a chewing device. All right, we'll wrap up with a few of your thoughts momentarily. It is The Morning Drive on Double T 97.3.